Hello and welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. My name is James Early. Thanks so much for joining me today. Each week we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual lessons of God's love for each one of us and how to live that love in our daily lives. The goal is to get back to the original Christianity of Jesus with his focus on healing and salvation and his message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome back to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode number 43. Today's topic, you can trust God's perfect timing for the events in your life. Several years ago, I was flying from Connecticut to Boise, Idaho, to attend a spiritual retreat that I go to every year. It's a wonderful time to really get away from all my normal daily routines and demands and just have a little spiritual oasis. And on the flight, I usually take time to think and pray and do a little Bible study and write in my journal and reflect on the lessons I've learned during the past year and what my spiritual aspirations are for the coming year. It's kind of like my spiritual fiscal year, you might say. Well, I was taking stock of where I was in my life, and it was not necessarily a pretty picture. I felt like I had not accomplished all that I wanted to. The grand sense of purpose that I had for doing all the things that God wanted me to do, I didn't feel like I'd accomplished them very well at all. And the more I thought about it, the more depressed I got I just started crying there on the plane. Fortunately, there was nobody sitting next to me. And I just bawled because I felt I had let God down. I hadn't been faithful to all the things that he had wanted me to do or that I felt called to do. And I just felt like such a failure. I was really being pretty hard on myself. Through the tears, I asked God to forgive me for failing to live up to these high purposes and goals that I felt like he had wanted me to do. And I prayed for the courage and strength to follow him more faithfully. And then, right in the midst of my self-condemnation, God spoke to me so clearly, so succinctly. It was so reassuring. God said to me, James, you are right where I want you. Let me tell you, that was the last thing that I thought God would say to me at that moment. I could not understand that. It seemed like I had accomplished so little. I felt like I was just dog paddling and going around in circles and not getting anywhere. How could I be right where he wanted me? It just didn't make sense. But the message came again and again and again. And I finally started to feel the power of what God was saying to me. Well, now the tears were flowing even more freely, but they were tears of joy tears of hope and tears of gratitude, I got a new perspective looking back on my life and what I had done and where I had been and how God had led me from one thing to another. And I really could see how God had been preparing my heart all those years to serve him. He had put me in circumstances and situations and with certain people that taught me lessons that propelled me forward 
or that helps me pick up broken pieces of the past and put them back together. He had been washing away the hurts and fears that I had stored up for years. I could see his hand in each one of these steps, which at the time may have not seemed like much spiritual progress or any kind of success going on. But now, looking back through the lens that I was right where God wanted me to be, I looked at the past in a very different way. I have to admit, I could see some times when God served up some really big slices of humble pie for me to eat. And I could really appreciate those times. And I could see now that he was humbling me. He was teaching me. He was guiding me. He was guarding me. He was protecting me each step of the way. From the world's standards of what success is, I don't necessarily have some big, illustrious career to show. I was a stay-at-home dad for 10 years. Then I tried to figure out what I was going to do. Once that time was over in my life and I went from one thing to another, I worked for a landscaper for a year because I love gardening, but I realized I like to do gardening of my own, but I don't necessarily like to do other people's gardening. I tried my hand at some sales and marketing and, you know, I had some success. I did voiceover work for a few years, but then I realized I'm always sharing someone else's message. I was starting to feel like I had a message that I needed to share that God was putting in my heart. And I felt like I had just been jumping from one thing to another and I'd start one thing and I'd leave it and I'd start another thing. At one point I had, this was back when we were homeschooling, I had sold some educational children's books, Usborne Books at Home. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but when we were homeschooling, they were wonderful books for our kids. And so I started selling them to other homeschooling families. And I did really well, but I was doing so well that it was really taking away from my responsibilities and duties and time with my family. And so I stopped that and I felt like, well, there's another thing that I started and stopped. And it seemed like that was the story of my life. I'd do one thing and do it for a while, and then go on to something else. And that's exactly what happened with the voiceover. I studied, I invested my time and my money in this, and I learned all these skills. And then it didn't seem right after several years. I felt like, wow, I wasted that time and that money. But here on that morning, flying out to Boise, God showed me how all those bits and pieces of my life were all coming together and that he had been guiding me into each of these steps where I learned skills or I learned more about myself or I got over my fears and my self-doubt. Whatever it was, whatever the lesson was that I needed to learn, he had been there to teach me. And once I learned the lesson, he took me to something new. In my mind, I felt so inadequate compared to some of my friends and other people I read about who, before the age of 35, they were the CEO of their company. And I felt like, well, I don't have that kind of success. I was still just changing diapers and cooking three meals a day at that point and being a stay-at-home dad. Well, I came to see that being a stay-at-home dad was a really wonderful career. I came to see that that was the most important thing I could have done, and I learned an awful lot. I made some mistakes, but I did a lot of wonderful things for my kids. It was really fun to have that time with them. On the plane ride out to Boise that morning, I saw from God's perspective how all those unconnected dots in my mind were all connected in his mind, and I could see how he had brought me each step of the way. And it was such a reassuring feeling. 
Have you ever felt like you were not accomplishing what God wanted you to do? Have you ever felt like you had let him down and not fulfilled the purpose that he had given you? Or maybe you didn't even have a clue what his purpose for your life was, but you were just trying to do the best you could and take one day at a time. What I realized was that the outward picture of my life, my accomplishments, and what I had done or not done, none of that was the point. The point was God had been preparing my heart all along for what he wanted it to be, for me to be faithful and willing to do his will. When he said, James, you're right where I want you, I feel like he was saying, your heart is ready now. I have brought your heart to where it needs to be so that you can follow me faithfully and hear my voice and follow my directions. And then I thought of a prayer that I have often prayed over many years. I think I've probably already shared it on the podcast in a previous episode, but I heard this probably at least 40 years ago at a church meeting. And it was simply this, Dear God, prepare me for what you have prepared for me. And I can see now that that's exactly what God has been doing all these years when it seemed to me like I was just doing all these disconnected things that didn't add up to anything. This whole idea of God preparing us for what he has prepared for us is very powerful. I think it's a really important idea to get a hold of because the Bible shares several places where it's clear that God is preparing us, but he's also preparing something for us, something or someone to receive what he has prepared us to deliver. I mean, one of the first ones that I think of in the Bible is in Exodus, where God says to Moses, Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. That's Exodus twenty-three twenty. God had prepared a place for Moses, and he was sending an angel to prepare Moses to get there, to guide him there, but also to prepare his heart to be ready to do whatever he needed to do when he got there. This is not something that you can intellectually and humanly rationalize and arrive at on your own. It really is a process of God revealing to you what you need to do, preparing you for what he has prepared for you. I love this verse in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 and 10. As it is written, No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. God has prepared such wonderful glory for us, not just way off in the future, but right here and now, right where we are at this very moment, God has infinite glory prepared for us, and he is preparing us to be able to see it, acknowledge it, and receive it. There I am on the plane, flying out to Boise, and my heart is full of joy. I'm writing as fast as I can in my journal. And then I started thinking about Moses out in the wilderness before he went back to Egypt to bring the children of Israel out of slavery. Now, it doesn't say this explicitly in the Old Testament, but if you do the math, Moses was out in the wilderness for 40 years before he went back 
to bring the children of Israel out of bondage. And then he was in the wilderness another 40 plus years, leading them around until they got to the promised land. He was 40 years old when he left Egypt and he was 80 when he went back. I got to thinking about Moses being out there for 40 years, wandering around, tending sheep. Who knows what all he did? We don't have a whole lot of record of it in the Bible, but it was 40 years. That's a lot of time just to be out in the wilderness. The next thing I knew as I was writing in my journal, I started this poem and it almost wrote itself. The words just flowed onto the page. And I'm going to share this poem with you. And I'd like you to think how it might apply to you if you're in a place where you feel like you haven't been accomplishing the things you've wanted to, or you've been putting off the things you know God wants you to do, or you've tried and it hasn't worked out, or you've done like 5 or 10% of what God wants you to, and life takes over, things get in the way, there are demands made upon your time, and maybe you're afraid to do them because you don't think you can. Well, Moses was afraid at some point. Once God called him to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt, oh, he had all kinds of excuses why he couldn't do it. Just think about that in your own life. What what things have happened to keep you from doing what you know God has called you to do? And I believe God has a purpose for each one of us. You have a purpose that no one else on this earth has. So as I read this poem... Try to plug yourself in there and identify with Moses and how he might have felt out there in the wilderness for 40 years. But use it as a metaphor for what will it take to light you up with a renewed sense of God's purpose for you. So here's the poem. It's called Moses to God Just Before the Burning Bush. So Moses is talking to God here. Well, Lord, it's been about 40 years. And it seems I've been wandering in this wilderness forever, just taking care of sheep. There was a time when I thought you had grand things for me to do, important deeds to accomplish. But here I am, tending sheep. Well, if that's where you want me, that's where I'll be. I sure have learned a lot, though. It's gotten to the point where I have to trust you for every little detail about what to do each day. Where to go, where not to go, where to find enough water and grass to feed all these flocks. I sure couldn't do it without you, Lord. Thinking back, (laughs) I can laugh now about how I used to try and figure everything out all on my own. I thought I was so smart, being the prince of Egypt. I sure made a mess of things when I didn't ask for your help or didn't follow your directions when I did ask. But you were always so incredibly patient with me. Why? I don't know. And you still are. I sure am grateful, Lord. You know, I've learned a lot watching and tending these sheep. When they follow the shepherd, everything is fine. When they go off on their own accidentally or even on purpose, they usually get into trouble. I guess people aren't too different from sheep. When they follow you as their shepherd, you take care of them. And when they don't, well, we know what happens. They get in trouble and you rescue them. Lord, I don't know exactly when I realized that 
I am one of your sheep and that you are my shepherd. But I sure do appreciate you taking such good care of me. You always guide me and provide everything I need. And you've protected me so many times, I can't even count them anymore. You're the only shepherd people should follow. I wish I could help everyone understand that. The world would be such a better place. I know. There I go again, doing all the talking. What's that, Lord? You want me to go over to the backside of the desert again? Well, okay, that's fine with me. Let's go. But I was just there the day before yesterday, and and it looked the same as it has for 40 years. But whatever you say, Lord. Well, there's Mount Horeb. Oh, just as beautiful as ever. Wait, wait a minute. Something's going on up there. It looks like it looks like a bush is on fire, but what well, it's not burning up. I'd better go check this out if that's okay with you, Lord. I don't know how God will talk to you. I don't know what your burning bush will be. For me, it was an airplane ride and looking back on things, and God spoke to my heart so clearly. It's interesting to see now how all those different things that I was doing in my life years ago have all come together. I have a prison ministry now. I'm doing this podcast. And I can see how all those different talents and experiences brought me to where I am right now. God has prepared me and prepared my heart to be able to do what he's been calling me to do for many years. I just wasn't patient enough. I thought it was going to all happen when I was 23 or something. Well, that's not the case. It didn't happen with Moses when he was 23. Now, if you're 23, you never know what God can call you to do when you're 23. God used me when I was 23, but he had a lot more in store for me. And even though I had a strong sense that God had a purpose for me, I didn't know how and when God would put all the pieces together. That's why I've had to learn to rely on God's scheduling and organizing of my life, all the different parts of it, instead of me trying to make a schedule and make it happen the way I think it ought to. So wherever you are, whatever stage of the pathway you're on right now, let God prepare the way for you and let God prepare your heart. You can trust God's perfect timing. I like to think of God as the divine choreographer who puts you in the right place at the right time and teaches you the right thing at the right time and brings you together with other people at the right time. He knows exactly what you need, when you need it, and how to have you ready to be able to receive what he has in store for you. He knows what's in your heart because he created it. He put the love and the sense of purpose. He put that yearning in your heart to do something purposeful, to serve him, to help your fellow man, whatever it may be, however it might come about. He put that desire in your heart. You think he's going to leave you to figure it out all by yourself? You think he's not going to be involved in the process of him calling you to do what he has chosen you to do to fulfill the purpose that he has prepared for you? Of course not. He is there with you. And even the simplest little detail that you may feel has nothing to do with your life's calling may be an integral part of something, the necessary little puzzle piece that without it, 
you wouldn't be able to accomplish everything that God wants you to. So trust God, follow his guidance in every detail, even if it seems like it's taking you off track. Sometimes we do get distracted and we follow things that really may not be right, but there's still a lesson that can be learned there. And God can use that to teach you something so you don't get off track for the bigger things. So be patient with yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. God is working to prepare you for what he has prepared for you. And you can trust that. I hope you have found this helpful because it was such a powerful turning point for me in my life and realizing I couldn't judge my life from my perspective. I had to learn to see my life from God's perspective. I hope you will be able to look at your life from God's perspective as well. Go back and just look at it through his eyes and see how he has been preparing you all along. He's brought you to where you are right now. You are exactly where God wants you right now. It may not feel that way to you, but he is guiding you and he will continue to guide you and lead you forward to the next thing that you need to learn or do or say or think or write or people you need to help, whatever it may be. He will take you each step of the way. That's my simple message for today. You can trust God's perfect timing for all the events in your life. Look at things from his timetable instead of yours. I would love to hear how God has timed things in your life. How many times have you thought you were procrastinating, and then by the time you actually did the thing, it was the perfect time. If you had done it when you thought you should have, it wouldn't have worked out as well. That's happened to me so many times, I can't even keep track anymore. If you've had those kind of experiences, I would love to hear about them. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this message. If so, please share it with a friend. There may be someone you know who really needs to hear the ideas in today's episode. If you're new to The Bible Speaks to You and you haven't subscribed yet, I really encourage you to do that because that way you won't miss an episode. The best way to do that is on my website. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 043. That will be the show notes page for this episode. I'll have the Bible references that I've mentioned in this, in this episode and a little summary of it. But on the sidebar, you'll see a little blue box where you can put your name and email. Just fill that out. You'll get a confirmation email. Just click on the button there to prove that you're not a robot and you're all set. You can also subscribe anywhere you like to listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Good Pods, iHeartRadio, any place you can listen to podcasts, you will find The Bible Speaks to You. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review. Let me know what you thought about the show if you felt it was helpful. You can also be in touch with me and let me know what you think. Again, on my website, there's a contact tab up on the top menu at thebiblespeakstoyou.com or down at the bottom of the show notes page, which I already mentioned, All the way at the bottom, there's a comment section. You can leave a comment there. There are lots of ways to be in touch. If I can be supportive in any way in your spiritual progress, if you have questions or you want to have a conversation about things, please let me know. The thing that I appreciate the most is hearing back from you how something I've said has given you a fresh idea, answered a question, 
helped you work through a problem, you found a solution, or you've had a new insight. Just last week, one of my listeners wrote me and said that something I had said had been exactly what they needed to hear that week. I love to hear those kinds of things, so if I can be supportive of you in any way, please let me know. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you so very much. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. God bless. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.